Hello, this is Technology Corner for the week of August 13th, 2006. I'm Bill Blinn with an hour's worth of technology news in far less than an hour because we leave out the sports, the jingles, the weather, and the commercials. First up this week, be on the lookout for a worm. If you're a Windows user, Microsoft issued a patch earlier this week that is absolutely critical to be installed. Less than 24 hours after Microsoft released patches for 23 serious problems, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security took a rather unusual measure of advising people to immediately apply the patch numbered MS-06-040. Earlier, the Computer Emergency Readiness Team, which has for the past few years been a part of the Department of Homeland Security, warned that the flaw was being used in targeted attacks and that the appearance of public exploits is a sure sign that a worm attack is imminent. The exploits are out there right now. They undoubtedly will be used against unpatched Windows 2000 systems and some versions of Windows XP. So if you haven't yet installed that patch, now would be a very good time to visit windowsupdate.microsoft.com. Make sure all of the patches are in place. A lot of people have downloaded the updates already. Microsoft says there have been 100 million downloads in the first three days. The company says the update resolves a privately disclosed vulnerability, as well as additional issues discovered through internal investigations. Microsoft continues, an attacker who successfully exploits the vulnerability could take complete control of an affected system. The attacker could then install programs and view, change, or delete data. The attacker could also create new accounts with full user rights. And by saying full user rights, what Microsoft means is full administrative rights. Two companies that examine computer problems have already developed exploits that will work. Immunity and Core Security Technologies each have come up with an exploit for the flaw. And eWeek Magazine interviewed Dave Itell, who's a researcher at Immunity. He warns that a worm is coming and says the bug is just too easy to exploit. So if you haven't done it yet, and even if your machine is set to do automatic updates, this would be a good time to visit windowsupdate.microsoft.com. You've probably heard the brouhaha about AOL. AOL has either taken a large step forward toward providing information for researchers, or it's made another colossal error, depending on your point of view. My point of view tends to be more toward the colossal error side. Tens of thousands of people now have copies of a file that contains what AOL calls anonymized search records for half a million of their users over a three-month period. AOL says it made the information available for research. Those who are under the microscope might feel just a little bit violated because some of the searches contained names, social security numbers, and other identifiable data. That's hardly anonymized. What AOL did is they replaced screen names with numbers. And that would be fine, except that people sometimes search for things that identify them. A number of people have uh, obtained the file. In fact, the, the number of people who have obtained the file is certainly in the thousands and probably tens of thousands at this point. It was available for a while on the Internet, on AOL's website. 
The uh, file eventually disappeared. So did that section of the website for, on AOL. But the file itself appeared on a number of mirrors and is still being circulated. So a number of people have written about the file. User number 491577, for example, can be fairly easily identified by information included in some of that person's searches. Some of the searches involve matters that may be of interest to law enforcement. And in fact, the kind of information in this file was exactly the kind of information that Google went to court in an effort to not be forced to release. And indeed, Google won that case. How big is this file that contains information on searches conducted by half a million people over a three-month period? Uh, It's about 400 megabytes when you expand it from its compressed form. AOL has, of course, taken down the file. Uh, AOL has said that had somebody with a in a position of oversight noticed this project, it would never have seen the light of day. You have to kind of wonder where, where AOL's people with oversight capability are in a case like this. But in any event, the file got out there. Uh, they have taken it down. That doesn't mean it'll go away. The whole thing reminds me of the old Soviet Union. Periodically, a message would go out that the great Soviet encyclopedia had to be modified. You'd get new pages to paste in over old pages. You'd be told to cut out certain parts of pages. Well, that didn't happen 100% even under their system. So this file with information about half a million users over a three-month period isn't going to disappear anytime soon. Climbing into the Wayback Machine. Mentioned this last week. The Wayback Machine lets you go back and look at websites, (laughs) including my own. The earliest technology corner website that's out there is 1996. And in May of 1997, I wrote a little piece about the Y2K problem, the impending Y2K problem. How accurate was I? Well, remember that back then it was trendy to report that everything was going to come to a grinding halt in 2000. My opinion at the time was the problem was real, but the nation had at that time three years to prepare for it, and it shouldn't be a big problem. I myself spent December 31, 1999 in an emergency communication center on the top floor of Riverside Hospital. Before I left that evening, I told Phyllis that I'd be home by 1 a.m. because nothing was going to happen. I was home before 1 a.m. because nothing had happened. But in 1997, what I wrote was, Y2K is computer geek shorthand for year 2000. That's when the computing world as we know it is supposed to come to a halt. The entire business community will fail. Military weapons will become so confused that they'll attack anyone who wanders by. Oh, and your local ATM won't give you any of your hard-earned cash because it'll think you haven't been born yet. Or, I said, maybe it's all marketing hype, just a way for snake oil sellers to bilk the public. In fact, there is no problem. At worst, a few formats will be wrong, but nobody outside the computer center will even notice the problem. What's the truth, I wondered? Well, the problem is significant. The Y2K issue can't be ignored, but neither should it engender panic. If you have forgotten what the big deal was all about, you can check the website www.techbiter.com and check out today's synopsis and you can read the majority of what I wrote about Y2K back in 1997. Surprisingly, I was largely right.
Hopping forward to nerdly news, it seems that Vista, Microsoft's new super-secure operating system, has already been hacked, and it hasn't even been released yet. That's right. The threat is referred to as Blue Pill. It's being discussed already on the Internet. Microsoft says that Vista is its most secure operating system to date, and the company has spent a lot of time looking into problems and trying to resolve the various security issues that have surrounded Windows, essentially, from the beginning. That's, in fact, one of the reasons that the development cycle this time has been so long and why Vista is so far behind schedule. Microsoft attended this year's Black Hat Hacker Conference and asked that those in attendance do their worst. Apparently, that's exactly what happened. Blue Pill reportedly bypasses Vista's integrity checking process. What this means is that unsigned code can be loaded by the Vista kernel, And the result of that is that malware could be run without being detected by the operating system. Microsoft is, of course, looking for a solution. They'll find it. Somebody else will come up with another exploit. It's a never-ending story. And it looks like IBM's going to try to get into another market segment. IBM has announced it will pay $1.6 billion for a company called FileNet. FileNet makes software that helps companies manage documents and other digital information. Companies have huge amounts of digital information, from PDFs to Word documents, Excel documents, images, audio, you name it. There are huge amounts of data out there. And there is a market. The market is going to be growing for software that helps companies and eventually individuals get a handle on all that stuff and get it organized. IBM's trying to get a solid foothold into that content management segment of the market. It is large, it is growing, and it will be a moneymaker. Oracle is already there. They've entered the market starting through their database business. Oracle has its own content management offerings already, but there have been reports lately that the company is in the market for another organization that's perhaps a little bit further along. The one that's mentioned most frequently is a company called OpenText, and Microsoft is also active in the market. So IBM sees Microsoft and Oracle as its primary threats in the content management market area. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. This has been Technology Corner for the week of August 13th, 2006. I'm Bill Blinn. Check out the website, www.techbiter.com. You can send email from there, and there are links to some of the topics we talked about on today's show.